1: Let's win he tonight, is. yes. She's so chipper. She eats wood and turns it into sawdust. <laughs> Outnumbered co-host Emily you! Hey! Only thing more magnetic than his personality are his legs. Retired U.S. Marine Corps bomb technician and his B- contributor, Johnny Joey Joe. She's like a car's tailpipe, exhausting. his contributor, Cat Tim. And when he raises the roof. All state has to cover it. My massive sidekick and the NWA World Television Champion, Tyrus! Emily, uh, do you think it was a good idea for the mayor to be there?
2: I think he could have attended in a better way than he mm-hmm. did. And here's what I mean by that. So this was a mayor who came in who was a former police officer right. who sort of promised us or or, or acknowledged the fact that all of these issues have a lot of complex variables, right? He wasn't this sloganeering leftist coming in, end gun violence, right? He said, I'm actually going to refund the police. I'm going to restore the plainclothes unit. And yes, I'm also going to try to find some some common sense approaches to restore safety on the street and also answer to like both ends of the spectrum. So for him to show up with just that slogan on his back, it sort of reduced him to that oversimplified, I think, uh, progressive left that he was supposed to not be a part of. It's mm-hmm. sort of disappointing. Um, and what I, would you wear if you went to the gala? Something amazing. Yes. I, I'd wear a bra, too, by the <laughs> way. <Come laughs> um, and I also feel like Hillary Clinton, no offense, but she looked just like Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast, which isn't, it's not, I'm not trying to be no mean because I loved <laughs> that, that character, but right, she looked, she looked like Mrs. Potts.
1: Well, Mrs. I, Potts. At, least, at least you didn't say the Beast. No, no. So that's a step yeah. up, yeah, so right? Yeah, some have
2: that locked <laughs> yeah.
1: anyway. The Beast is handsome. I'm always compared to that uh, that uh, weird-looking guy. The candlestick guy that
3: hits on everybody? Yes, Lumiere! exactly.
2: <laughs> Lumiere! Lumiere!
1: <laughs> I don't know. Joey, how are you?
3: I'm good. You know what? I, too, would wear a bra if I went to the Met Gala. <laughs> uh, I'm bench pressing about 400 now. It's probably necessary. <laughs> on top of that, I also got a pedicure to come here. I was going to. but <laughs> so I, I couldn't find a belt sander <laughs> and mineral spirits uh, to get it done. So, mm, You know, what feed, what part of the brain does this type of event
1: feed? It's like... The Oscars are going away, but somehow people who consider th- themselves edgy and wealthy and beautiful and, uh, and individualistic, they still need to come together. They still need the spotlight. They still need to
3: feel important. What is that? You don't seem to have that. I, I, don't, have, I don't have that. That's why I wear my sleeves as, tight, as high and <laughs> tight as I can before I come on. No, listen, we, <laughs> I'm working TV, man. I got hubris <laughs> like everybody else. But at the end of the day, People at home don't care about this. I don't think, I don't think they get outraged by it either. I yeah. think they literally just don't care. I mean, when I saw Hillary Clinton, I thought about, like, The Hunger Games. Have mm-hmm. you seen those movies? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just was hoping that when she spun around, her dress would catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't happen that way.
1: Tyrus, Tyrus, uh, what do you make of the mask, ma- unmasked dichotomy?
4: Huh. It's... <laughs>
5: Great job, Greg. Thank yeah. you.
4: <laughs> he tried to confuse me with dichotomy. But I, I, I knew what it meant. <laughs> I did know what it meant. Um, speaking of dichotomy, uh, I was using another word. I was thinking more like, but mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why go to work, wear a mask, I'm not wearing a mask, and these are the same people that are virtue signaling. And you said it perfectly. You are on fire tonight. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I particularly like the crip thing. That was pretty good. <laughs> but that aside... Here's where the mayor is messing up. See, the brother, obviously, he's envious. He wants to be in the in crowd. Yeah. And that's not how you get to be in the in crowd when you're mayor. You have to go back to 9-11, um... Mayor, I hate even saying his name now because I think of the new Borat mail, but Giuliani, when he was the mayor, he became famous on everybody's TV show because of the work he did. Yeah. Because he was in there. If that mayor would have been, I'm not going to Gallo because I have work to do in the streets, people get behind that. Mm -hmm. It takes more than a sign on your back. It takes action and, and dirt under your nails. To get to the point where everyone's like, "That's um, you become America's mayor," not because you made appearances like that, because you showed up and you did the work, mm-hmm. putting a sign in your back that everyone's confused of, <laughs> talking about end gun violence. What you said is his job, so he 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 lost me tonight, that night. I know he's now just a guy who wants to be famous. Mm-hmm. Yep, being a former policeman, yeah, he is a former policeman because if he was still a policeman, he wouldn't have been there. He'd been in the streets. Mm-hmm. Excellent
1: point. Thank
3: you. Yeah. Cats? clap, 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 clap.
1: What even is the Met Gala? Would you have any interest in going? Not with me, but just going.
5: <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs>
1: uh, that was for HR. You never know. She so could go to HR and go, he asked me out H- on television. H- HR does not watch this show. <laughs> if they would, If they were watching this show, would not exist. It would not exist. <laughs> yeah.
5: the Met, okay, so the Met Gala is kind of like New Year's Eve in Times Square to me, mm-hmm. where it's really hyped up. But I don't know if it's that fun, Mm. and I don't know how any of these people pee. Right. <laughs> like all those dresses, like they have to come with a catheter. No, that's There's true. no way.
1: <laughs> that's a great idea. I got a whole box. If on I the did, one.
5: I would. If I did, I would definitely have a catheter mm. and a bra, which I never need but always wear because it makes me feel grown up.
1: <laughs> I cat. I see a marketing product for the partier cat Timp, catheter, but it's spelt with a K. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that's a great idea. I can already see. Yeah. The infomercial, it's your company, you're at a club and it's packed. You're going, I can't go. Oh, yeah. And 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 it's one of your friends and you go, have a cat. What's that?
5: Cat. I can't wait for my. I I can't wait for my branded line of catheters to outsell all of your books combined. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: Oh, they said his tweets were harmful. Now they want them by the armful. And was babbling Joe unaware he's not the first senator from Delaware. (laughs) Politico's White House bureau chief Jonathan Lemire. Yes, that Jonathan Lemire. (laughs) White House officials want Trump uh, back on Twitter because he'll scare voters away from Republicans. This despite polls showing the GOP gaining voters from traditional Democrat groups like Hispanics, Blacks, and dead people. (laughs) Lemire said this during a show named after a German sex act. The other thing White House officials are cheering for, a number of them told me this over the weekend, that if Elon Musk, Indeed takes Twitter, they hope the first thing he does is put Donald Trump back on it. They think that if Bring Trump back. starts tweeting again, it'll just simply remind these voters of the crazy that accompanied his time in office, particularly around January 6th. He'll amplify these fringe messages. He'll amplify these fringe right-wing candidates. And that can only be good for Democrats, they think. Well, that'll work. Reminding voters how crazy things were back when we weren't on the verge of World War III and when a gallon of gas costs two bucks and a loaf of bread didn't cost as much as a BMW. <laughs> but it's true, Joe needs help. He puts the assist in assisted living. <laughs> Yesterday, he said this.
4: Now, there have not been many senators from Delaware. It's a small state. As a matter of fact, there's never been one. <laughs>
1: I know, I know, I know. It's like, what in the- uh, Actually, uh, you were a senator <laughs> from Delaware. How could you get both of those wrong? <laughs> For 36 damn years! God, I wish I was that divorced from reality. <laughs> he should share what he's taking with the rest of America because we've earned it. <laughs> But at least he's not being outshined by his VP. According to two New York Times reporters, took two of them. Kamala Harris has felt disrespected by West Wing staff because they don't stand when she enters a room. <laughs> Apparently, it's the only incompetence the Biden administration won't stand for.
4: <laughs> Let's go to The View. She's feeling disrespected because she sees staffers in the West Wing when she walks into the room who are not standing for her. And they always stand for President Biden. So don't you to follow think
1: that people, it would be, behoove everyone to maybe have a giant meeting and so say, let's go over how this actually yes. works so that everybody's clear, because we know that everybody has little microaggressions that they right. may not be aware right. that they're putting out right. there. So let's have this big meeting, and if I see you do it again, you're out. Clutch use of the word behoove by Whoopi, especially since your co-hosts actually have hooves. <laughs> But Kamala shouldn't take it personally. People stand when Biden enters the room to block him from walking out through a window. (laughs) What say you, Joe? Hey, look, look, have some respect, all right? When a lady enters the room, you stand up. All right. That's the way it is. Whether it's the first lady of the United States, Kamala Harris, or the vice president, Jill W. Bush. I mean, you do what's right, man. Look, I'm old school. I want to go back to the old ways. Let that guy have Twitter and he can do his thing and I'll go into the basement And I'll do what I do best, you know, say things like Charlottesville, January 6th, all that stuff. Look, I'm from Delaware, man. I'm the first guy from Delaware to ever do anything that I'm aware of. (laughs) Delaware. I'm aware of Delaware. And anyone who says otherwise, I'll do push-ups on your (laughs) grave. I have to say that two-headed nerd fest on The View might have a point. They need Trump to be a distraction from their disastrous administration. And Trump's tweets, they're going to do that. Because, like, as much as I love Trump's tweets, we understand his accomplishments when he's not tweeting.
4: Well, I, I, I feel like they've never watched a, a bad guy movie mm-hmm. ever. The entire administration Just so you're going to invest more in trying to camouflage your bad deeds than actually fix them. Mm -hmm. It's like the plot to keep him from becoming king. If they just would have left Arthur alone, he would have died the first night he was out from the castle. But no, they go through this elaborate scheme and these planning and all these meetings to get Trump back. Because once he's back, they'll forget about inflation. They'll forget about all these issues in this country and crime rate because they're going to be so angry that he's back. And then there's the one guy who's like, well, we could just fix some of our policies and get, get that son of a bitch out of here. He doesn't get it. <laughs> no, no, stick to the plan. It's like Dr. Evil. Like they just don't, they don't get it. Like, mm. so, and they're saying it out loud, yeah. which is even worse. At least Republicans, we do our bidding behind and then it shows up with a great reveal. They're like, hey, we're going to put Trump back on Twitter so you guys won't pay attention to what we're doing. Oh, <laughs>
1: Kat, uh, you could talk about Trump's tweets or you could talk about how the uh, what do you think of uh, uh, the, the uh, views advice for Kamala?
5: It's not advice for Kamala. It's advice for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's They're funny. all clearly the problem with Kamala doing nothing. It's like, yeah, that's the meeting they need. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just don't I mean, I don't even know if she would appreciate that, though, because. Starting from even before she was a vice president, her campaign, her, you know, her selection as the vice president, she likes to have the excuse of the only reason people don't like me is because they are racist or they are sexist, not because I have this important job, especially when you look at, you know, the president. (laughs) Um, and that's the, their it's their fault that I haven't gotten anything done and that I'm not competent and that I just go trot around giggling.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> but if they had that meeting, then maybe she wouldn't be able to claim that. Yeah, so I think she's plus then she'd have to go to a meeting.
1: She doesn't want to go to a meeting. She mm-hmm. does. Yeah, if I were her, I wouldn't go to that meeting, Joey.
3: And I'm not her. You're not hurt. No, No. you've accomplished something in your life. Yes, yes. Um, Listen, you want people to stand up when you walk into a room? Give them something to stand for. Go to the border and bring back a solution. Go to Europe and remember what freaking country you're in. Right. You know what? Do one press briefing where you have a prepared answer for the questions they're about to ask you that everyone else knows they're about to ask you. And and like Whoopi Goldberg, those are not microaggressions. Those are just aggressions. Mm-hmm. They don't like her because they because she makes them look bad. Mm. Another name for a show. Mike Rowe aggressions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What am I doing here? I should be behind the scenes,
3: coming up with these ideas. Emily. Hey, hey man, that yep. was last night. I'm here tonight. Can we? Can we just keep? You are. You are. Emily Joe We're our very own Joey Jones. Oh, there we go.
1: Very <laughs> own. Sorry, Peter Ducey. I'm so tired of hearing him. Our very own Peter Ducey. It's not like he lives in my house, Emily. Although.
2: I feel like I say that sometimes on air.
1: Yeah, you do say it, and I'm tired of it. and Sorry. I want you to stop. All right, last word. Make it a good one.
2: Okay. <clears throat> well, just on that note, I think this is something that has has been the hallmark of Kamala Harris's entire career, which is that all she has been seeking is the position itself without having to earn it, mm. right? With every, every position she held rising up through the ranks of California, and then the senator and the now vice president, it was only about occupying that seat, having nothing to do with earning it, or earning the goodwill. And that's why in the Bay Area, which she perceives as her home where she's from, she's the lowest approval rate actually in the country, mm. 38%. Approval, wait, what does that tell you when the voters who know you best like you the least. Right. So when she deems it's a microaggression or Whoopi says it's a microaggression when no one stands when you walk in, it might just be plain old lack of any respect for you because you've done nothing as you've pointed out. And it reminds me as well of that Vogue cover. She was on the cover of Vogue and remember she had a, a conniption fit afterward with Anna Wintour. She said, you put me in, speaker, in sneakers. But Anna Wintour, the editor, said, it's because we wanted you to be relatable. We loved that, that you were here representing all of these millions of Americans, she said, that could relate to you. Isn't this a good thing Thing. But no, Kamala Harris wanted to be separate. She wanted to be elite because it's all about just the position. And my sort of like royalty analogy, similar to yours, is that it's just like in Gladiator when Joaquin Phoenix was all about having that one position. So he stabbed the hot guy in the side. Um, oh,
1: I hated that. What's Russell Crowe.
2: Oh, yeah. He was he, like, at his peak. It was hey, at listen, his peak. Listen, We can
4: fix this right now. You guys want to like Kamala Harris? It's real easy. Yes. Bongos.
2: Bongos. Bongos. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, forgot about the bongos. You play some bongos, all of a sudden their stuff doesn't sound so f up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
1: good. Another great show. Thanks to Emily Capagno, Johnny Joey Jones got it. Tyrants, our studio audience, Fox News at night with Eve.